This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, Sean Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560, Hour 3. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. Jeff Monroe joining us now, or Jeff Moore, I should say. Is it is it is it more right? If I got that right, Jeff, make sure I'm correct. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It is uh, Jeff Moore. Great. Appreciate you joining us, Jeff. And you're, you know, folks may not know this, but you're fairly famous because the movie The Mule and the uh, DEA agent that Bradley Cooper played was actually supposed to be, you know, that was basically a depiction of you, correct? Uh, it, it is true. I don't feel that famous, but um, <clears throat> we ended up working a drug case in 2010, and we arrested an older gentleman who was a drug drug mule for the Sinaloa cartel, and he was in his late 80s, and after we ended up arresting this individual, uh, I was interviewed by the New York Times, just kind of a character interview of this older guy. He was a war veteran, and um, he was a little bit eccentric, and he, he kind of played up to the media. And um, and once they had found out this guy was running hundreds of kilos across the United States, uh, Clint Eastwood took an interest in the movie, or in the story, and then actually purchased the story from the New York Times to create hmm. uh, the movie The Mill. Okay. Okay, Jeff, but more importantly, are you often mistaken for Bradley Cooper? I mean, do mobs of young women <laughs> descend upon you in airports? Is yeah. it hard to live Good your day to day life? I I'm I'm just very thankful that the actor that played uh, Dwight Schrute from The Office didn't end up playing me in the movie. Ah, good one. <laughs> good one. You've also got a book out now, The Quiet Horses, Fall of the Narcs, Horses. which is Horses. not that whole story i i know it but but it but it you know i guess i guess the question i've got does it dovetail into that original story or is this just a fictional book no this is uh i'll just give you kind of the backstory of my career into law enforcement i i actually started out as a uh, graphic artist out of college uh 20 some years ago and i was working for advertising agencies in kansas city um and that led you into the dea okay i, I see the connection <laughs> Not it, it, wow. It, it, it was uh, it was a very comfortable suburban job. It was just very nine to five. Sure. Um, fortunately, at that time, the market kind of took a downturn for that for that type of work. And my found my, <clears throat> I found myself out of a job, and I had a, a brand new baby, and so just kind of just to pay the bills, I ended up taking a job as a police officer uh, with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, and it was kind of a fully paid deal where you went into it and they paid for your police academy training hmm. um, work, worked the road for four years and then i just 
started to enjoy working narcotics, so I ended up joining a small undercover uh, narcotics unit. Okay. And I ended up spending an entire year, uh, literally just this street-level drug addict. You know, I had long hair and the big beard and all this wow. crazy stuff. But, wow. Um, I, I ended up getting assigned to work with a woman. <clears throat> she was my informant, and she's the, one of the main stories of the of the book, and it's kind of an homage to her and how she kind of kept me alive during this weird time. Hmm. <laughs> but, but she was... Uh, a little bit rough around the edges, but she she was a good soul, and she trained a lot of the, the newer undercover cops on how to buy drugs and go into these houses. And, and so for an entire year, it was just myself and this woman um, just running up into different drug houses throughout the city trying to make these undercover buys and stuff like that. Jeff, if I may, uh, two quick questions. First of all, what part of Kansas City, I mean, were you in the northern area where it's really kind of rough, or were you out where there's more money flowing toward Lee Summit? Where were you? Yeah, I, I actually lived um, kind of midtown, 73rd, Terrace. Okay. But then when I joined the police department, they they put me in a precinct called East Patrol, which was, it was a rougher area, and it was, it was pretty poor neighborhoods. And it was. I uh, lived in that area five years. That's why I ask. Oh, okay. Th- that is a tough, tough area. Yeah, it, I I haven't been back in twenty years. I just remember back then it was the city was really plagued with uh, the crack epidemic, and at the time they wouldn't even call them drug houses; they called them nuisance houses. Hmm. Um, the city was really trying to get these houses closed, and so if you were able to make an undercover buy out of one of these houses, it would actually close it down for a week or whatever. You know, the, the tactical guys would come in and do a drug raid. I see. It would slow it down for a little bit. How, how true to, real quick, how true to life, you know, or let me, I'm not saying that right. How true in this situation and what you're experiencing in reality is it to what the movies portray when it comes to undercover, you know, narcs and things along those lines? In other words, are the movies pretty accurate, or is it all Hollywooded up, and is it not like that at all? You know, it just, every movie's kind of different. You know, uh, Donnie Brasco was pretty realistic, mm-hmm. and, but it, it, it usually is a DEA agent where we don't use as many undercovers as, as other jurisdictions and other departments. We usually work with informants and the, and the reason is, is these informants are basically drug dealers that have um, been arrested and they end up working for the government and then they just turn against their own organization and you know you get these crews of guys that are doing 50 to 100 kilos a month and they've all known each other for 10 years you just it's too difficult to, to introduce an, an undercover cop into the organization so we end up using mostly informants to okay. keep our undercover work well, that was kind of my second question is how? How can you infiltrate that world? Because I know you have to, but they're not going to trust anyone who's not of their own kind, at least not on any major purchases. You can go and, you know, do try to do a minor purchase and stage that and then catch somebody, but you're not going to catch a big fish. How well, do you do this? How do you infiltrate the world to where you actually make a difference? Yeah, when I was in the book, it's, it's it's actually not a very flattering portrayal of the drug war because it was really low-level street buys, and they would send these undercover guys like myself into these drug houses, and you were literally just trying to buy a crack rock in the shortest amount of time possible. 
because um, you know the longer you stay in these houses it's just it, it, you know the worst things can happen right. so you really want to get into the house as quick as quick as possible make your undercover purchase and then leave and that ends up being the, the probable cause to do the search warrant at the, on the house after mm-hmm. you leave and, and hopefully close it down for a little bit but working in the DEA you're 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 doing investigations that could last a year or two years mm-hmm. and um, some of your informants are you know buying um, large amounts of drugs, you know, spending tens of thousands of dollars using government bills, and it, it's just a different, um, it's just a whole different game when you're working with these large organizations where you can't even be a part of it unless you're, you know, buying kilo level quantities of right that heroin. Hmm. Well, how do you get past the crack house to the major suppliers? I mean, how do you nail? <laughs> is that uh, even possible? Well. We actually, um, everything's kind of high alcohol, high, I don't even know how to say the word. It's, it's like a tier of different level dealers, and the lowest guys are... Yeah, there's a pecking order, right? Yeah, it, your lowest guys are the grand guys working yeah. these houses. The average crack house goes through about a kilogram of um, drugs in a week. That's what we found it to be. And then you have guys that are a little bit higher up that supply the houses, and then as you go further up the ladder, you have guys that are getting um, unadulterated bulk quantity of drugs, usually from the southern border, in, mm-hmm. in multi-kilogram quantities. Hmm. And, and everything everything gets broken down as you get it sure. more towards this. Sure. Sure. That, you know, that makes sense. That's that's how they distribute, correct? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah that makes sense. I mean, no... no if, Honestly, Jeff, not any different than what most you know manufacturers do of anything, any other type of good or anything else we have out there. It, yeah, it, I mean, I hate uh, to laugh and, and compare it, but really, it's very much the same. I mean, other manufacturing that goes on out there isn't done much differently. Yeah, it, it's the same distribution networks. It's mm-hmm. like a regular product. It's just obviously it's just it's done on a on an illegal basis <laughs> under under you know, uh, uh, underground, I guess you could say, versus, you know, a drug company that would do everything above board with drug reps. Right, exactly. No different. Now, uh, really really quick here, uh, two questions again, sorry. But first, what about the dealers then who are going and taking this stuff out to the kids? Okay, Do do you go after them, or are you basically just dealing with the main houses, the main distribution center? Yeah, we would, when I was, Working for the police department, we would get tip sheets from um, citizen groups and people. The people in neighborhoods would call in and say, "Hey, there's a drug house," and then All right. you could prioritize it because if there was a drug house within 500 yards of the school, it was an enhancement hmm. uh, in the felony. Okay. And unfortunately, just it's not really like that at the federal level in the DEA, but the guidelines are much higher. So They're they, going after the big fish, right? They they yeah, want to get they want to cut off that 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 hub if you yeah. would the center of the spoke is what they're going after. Yeah, and it's yeah. usually the lower level guys. It's not you know it's under a year. It's a misdemeanor. No sure, makes what. sense. At the federal level, you're you're usually looking at five years and up for no matter what you get arrested. With. R- really quick, everybody too. I want to make sure we, we say this again. Uh, book is the Quiet Horses or sorry, Quiet Houses <laughs> Fall of the Narcs, and we're talking to Special Agent DEA Special Agent Jeff Moore. And uh, by the way, for those of you that maybe remember the the movie The Mule, you might want to watch it again. Uh, Bradley Cooper actually played uh, agent Colin Bates, who in fact was Jeff Moore. 
And Clint Eastwood starred in it as the elderly as gentleman the elderly. that he uh, caught. The mule. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I, really quick here. A beat. My other question is, most of us, yeah. we go through our lives, we never decide to write a book about it. What inspired you to actually write this down? Great question. Um, I've always been kind of a creative guy since I started out as an artist, and mm-hmm. I've always loved writing. And then I've worked in Detroit. And it's just it's just kind of a stressful work environment. So I would I would come home and I actually wrote the book over the pandemic, and I, I ended up writing it over six months, and uh, just wrote it during the evening. And then as I wrote, I just kind of remembered a lot of stories hmm. uh, from when I was going to all these drug houses with Tammy, and um, I just like wow, I was like. It just needs to be a book because it's just such a such yeah. an unusual story. That the things that we saw while we were doing these. amazing. So people can actually get it. They can read your book, "The Quiet Houses, Fall of the Narcs," and they can get a feeling for the danger of what you're going yeah. through. But also, I would think probably the goal, the mission, the reality and the important yeah. the importance of it. You're saving kids, ultimately. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, a lot of people that. Um, drug addiction have children and we'd end up in a lot of these houses where we're doing an undercover buy and there's a parent selling to us and then there's children in the house yeah. it's it was very yeah very I don't know how you do that you're a better man than me i'll just say that jeff you're a better man than me i i, I have i had friends or have had friends and still do that you know have worked in the the narc world and you know the undercover side of the fence and so on so i know a little bit about that and again you you guys you're far better than me i couldn't do what you guys do well if they catch you they kill you yeah, you're. We go through this training period where you're, you're kind of coached on, kind of a, a, a backstory of when you go in there, things that are good to say and things that are not good to say. And you know, once you go in these houses, you you immediately kind of mentally assess the room that you're in, and mm-hmm. you know, if something goes bad, you need to figure out, hey, how am I going to get out of this room? Is there an open window? Do mm-hmm. I run out the door? And so you're. There is a lot of training that goes into it, and then you have an undercover body wire. If you end up getting in a, a bad situation, you can call for an extraction where hmm. your raid team comes in and, and withdraws you from the house. Got it. Jeff, have you ever known someone or known of them, a fellow agent who lost their lives because they did get caught? Um, yeah, we, we had a D agent, Kiki Camarena, that was um, – very famous story. You guys can read it on the internet. And he was in it being captured in Mexico and tortured and killed. Uh, uh, and we've had, and, and obviously, uh, narcotics agents have been killed along the line throughout the years and just doing these deals and sure. stuff that, it, you know, any drug deal is inherently dangerous because you're bringing money and cash together. And if one guy decides he can take both, you know, I mean, he, right. you know, you can, right. Rob you right. Point. So what 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 are you doing now, Jeff? Um, it's <laughs> I'm having less adventures. I I took a supervisor position, and uh, I've got eight eight guys in my group. So I'm just kind of the old fart that's teaching these young guys how to not get in trouble. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Well, first of all, I mean, I I, I feel like, and and I mean this when I say this, I feel like, you know, we thank a lot of the veterans that we have on and folks that have served our country on the same token. I feel like you guys are really much in the same. You guys are doing a lot to keep, you know, as Andy said earlier, our our kids safe. You know, the drug problem, as we all know, is a a big problem. And I guess the last question I had for you, but, you know, thanks for all that you do. We appreciate it very much. Is the drug problem in this country 
as big as it's ever been? Is it bigger than it's ever been? I mean, have we put any kind of dents in it as far as that goes, or is it still a huge problem? Yeah, I guess the very short answer is the problem is the demand is too high, and we have to really get that down. And it's it's helped through all the high publicity um, overdose deaths through fentanyl because so many, we're up to 100,000 people dying a year from fentanyl mm-hmm. and opiates. And so that, that in itself is becoming a deterrent, but there just has to be uh, more of a kind of a domestic push to reduce people's appetite for these drugs. Makes sense. Um, so in other words, when yeah. you, it's, it's like anything else, it's supply and demand. Reduce the demand and the supply will kind of take care of itself because there's no place for it to go, right? Yeah, and that's, that's what we've learned over the years. Is you'll never stop the flow of drugs. You really have to yeah. get people yeah. to stop using these. Great point. Jeff, where do folks buy the book? Oh, just, you know, just uh, Amazon.com. You just type in uh, The Quiet Houses. It'll, it'll come right up, and you can order it. The, the, Kindle, the Kindle version's free, and the paperback's pretty cheap. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Jeff, been a joy having you. I appreciate it. Again, thanks for all that you're doing. Tell your, your coworkers the, the same thing. We, we do appreciate it. Appreciate what you're doing. Again, I've got some, some friends over the years that have worked in, in those particular you know, agencies, local and on that level as well. And I appreciate all that you do, Jeff. I mean that sincerely. Okay. You safe, guys, and I really appreciate it. You bet. It. We'll Take do care. it. Appreciate it very much, Jeff. I don't want that job. No, but what a fascinating life. This guy lived more each week then I've probably lived my life. That's fine by me. Yeah, me too, because I'm a coward. <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. But still, wow. I, yeah. Um, let's just say this. I've led a sheltered life. The, mo- the most I know about drugs is what I've seen on TV or in the movies. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I know nothing about them as far as the real world side of it goes. I have n- no clue. I'm, I know. I am clueless. I don't even drink. Okay, I don't. I, no no I, drugs. I am, no drinking. Yeah, I no. am clueless. I'm so all boring. Of that. Yeah, I, that I know nothing about any of that. I mean, I know some of the terminology, names, and so on. But honestly, Andy, I, if I looked at something, I couldn't tell you one way or the other what it was. You know, I uh, knew a young guy. Tell you what, shall we talk about when we come yeah, back? Yeah, we'll take a break. break. We'll come back yeah, and do that. Do good that. point. Good, good break. Uh, Flesh and Beck coming up next. Anything you need. Speaking of legal trouble. Yeah. <laughs> just all leads into. Yes. Uh, you need someone on your side no matter what's happened. Kevin Flesh is that guy. 303-806-8886. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you have been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people hear evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one that's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, Can you persuade those other individuals, whom you don't know and weren't witnesses, to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. Again, they've got a furnace special running right now, furnace tune-up special. Call them, find out how that works, but they'll save you money by getting that done. And you want to do that prior to winter hitting, and you can find them at klzradio.com.
Adding surge protection can save you thousands of dollars on replacing or repairing your most expensive electronics, which are usually appliances. Saving your home from a damaging electrical surge starts with calling Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They only sell products that their master electricians believe in, installed by trained professionals. Your home will be protected on three levels, by the surge protection, insurance protection for connected equipment, and a warranty on top of that, starting at a minimum of five years in damage coverage. Their technicians prioritize communicating and educating you so you can better understand your home. That way, you know how you can be proactive about other risks. Defending your home from the threat of electrical spikes begins with contacting Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Preserve your electrical equipment in your home so that it lasts for years to come by visiting klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Solar Energy Partners, folks, again, a great way to save on your energy bill. You can basically lock in your energy prices now, saving money now and in the future. Call Alan Davis, ask how that works, and it's no cost to you on the front side at all. 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from Big Energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com sun or by calling 303-378-7537. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. We went a little long for that interview, but I, I don't know about Andy, but I that stuff just, it's, I'm fascinated. I, I, it's a job that, A, I don't want, but it's fascinating to me. It is fascinating. Let me tell you my story, okay? <laughs> Not my story with drugs. I don't have one, but... Andy's a sordid drug story. I am my sordid drug... No, um... A Andy guy was deep undercover as a DA agent. Yeah. And I'd go around and say, hey, where are the drugs? Does anyone sell Does drugs? Does anyone have drugs? I need some. Would you sell drugs to me while I film you? Okay, I'm just asking. I mean, hypothetically, I mean, of course. Seriously, Andy, would either one of us know where to go buy any? No. Me neither. I wouldn't have the foggiest idea. Well, I knew a young guy when I was uh, working up at the casinos, okay. a, a guy who worked for me. Okay. Great guy. Great young guy, and by the way, he became a Republican. (laughs) Nice. He became a conservative. Yes, yes, I won him over. He followed me around, and I talked him into it. Anyway, he, at one point in his life, was a drug dealer, Hmm. and he had done this. And I said, well, where was your, you know, biggest market? I mean, did you go to the schools? He said, oh, no, no, no. And I said, downtown. I said, you know, hookers and so forth. He said, housewives. You're kidding me. I would not have guessed that one. He said, you would not believe how many housewives 
buy drugs. You're kidding me. No. He said... Um, really? He, he said, in the suburbs, that's where I did booming business. You're joking me. No. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. On the next episode. On the next episode. Of Housewives of Denver. <laughs> real real, <laughs> real, Housewives, real of Housewives of Lakewood and Golden. Okay, we you watch, know. We watch a drug buy. <laughs> we watch a drug buy. He said, yeah, he said, um, a lot of them. Will, will, <laughs> I had no idea. He said, he said, these are people who have money. They, Unbelievable. He said their, their husbands make real money, and they have money, and they can throw it around, and they do drugs. I would have never guessed. I no, would not have I, either. I, I said, life. you have got to be kidding. He said, no, I am not. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and I said, doesn't this affect the kids and so forth? He said, absolutely. Of course it does. He said, it's terrible. And he said, you know, when you, when you talk about what's dealt at the schools and so forth, he think, he said, and people are wondering, well, why aren't all parents against it? He said, not all parents are against it. And it, it was just shocking to hear this. And I said, so what? Are you, tons of housewives? He says, no, obviously a small percentage. He said, but there are, he said, just in the Denver metro area, there are hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands of housewives. Think about it. And he said, and a lot of them, he said, you know, or their husbands, he said, and sometimes it may be their husband uh, gets into it at work. I would have never guessed. He said, and then the housewife, it goes through, but they want to cope. He said, Andy, anywhere people need to cope, <laughs> I can sell drugs. Interesting. I never would have thought. And he hadn't done it for years, obviously. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. I learned something every day. Reformed his life. Unbelievable. He was actually a fighter. He was, uh, huh. yes, yes, he was actually into uh, MMA and those kinds of things. Okay, I learned something I didn't know before. Pretty cool, huh? Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I not, mean, not cool, but you know, no, just that somebody story would is, come out of that lifestyle. Uh, I, again, I learn something new every day on this show. I would have not guessed what you just said at all. Would not have been my first guess. When you said that, I was thinking, okay, I could see fairly well-to-do businessmen in the tech center maybe being one of his markets, but not what you said. Yeah, that really surprised me. I mean, because how would you even make the contact? I don't understand. Andy, I'm... I, I told you, I live a sheltered life. I have no idea. No clue. N I have no idea. You stand on the street corner. I need drugs? I, I don't think that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody got drugs? I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You, young fella, I <laughs> think you would sell me some I mean, drugs. I have no idea how it works. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, Yoda in there might know better the, more about than I do, because I have no idea how I this works. I definitely would have thought it would be more in the workplace. I would have thought so, too. But I, okay. Wow. All right. We'll but you see, one last thing. Go ahead. It would be so hard, though, because where I worked up in the casinos are so clean. You sure. got people who, there are so many drug tests. There are so much, um, if you have any kind of a pass whatsoever, you lose your, if you're not totally reformed, you lose your license and you're thrown out. So, I mean, people don't seem to understand up there at those casinos, that is the, the, sure. it's the cleanest workforce in Colorado. Okay, this text just came in. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> says, no, Andy wouldn't say that. He'd walk into the drug house and say, oh, geez, I'm from Wisconsin. Got any drugs here? <laughs> are the Packers on? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There are a lot of times while watching the Packers, oh, I good. could use drugs. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. You got any drugs, sir? Oh, shoot. Thank you all for making us laugh. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Especially after that. Thank you. I do mean that. Affordable interest mortgage. Uh, what's not a laughing matter is making sure you got the right mortgage, and I mean that. Kurt Rogers can help you, and there's so many options on how that works. And those of you that are first-time home buyers, he can help you with that as well. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, plumbing. Yes, that's something we all have. At least I hope we do, because I love indoor plumbing. Best invention ever, by the way. Oh, yes. I'm glad I live in today's world. Let's just say that, and not in medieval times. I love plumbing. I hope you do, too. And there are maintenance things that need to be done to your plumbing to make sure things are always working like they need to be. And Hi-Fi Plumbing can help you with all of those things. And there's some things going into winter you need to do as well. So give them a call. Find out what that is. They've got a great special right now on swamp cooler uh, maintenance as well as you head into winter on that. Give them a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Come join the Hi-Fi team. Hi-Fi Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver metro, And we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at HighFivePlumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. Roof Savers of Colorado, folks. Whatever you need on your roof, whether that's a replacement, whether that is you know extending the life of your current roof, you name it, they can take care, take care of all of it. 303-710-6916. You can also find them at RushToReason.com and tell Dave that we sent you. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof. 
whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com and I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. Man, I man, I learn a lot every day. That's yeah, I keep, so do that's I. Why I keep doing what I do here because you just learn a lot, really do. Well, we were also talking at break because, you know, we're talking about addictions mm-hmm. a little bit, right? And, you know, where they deal. The housewife thing really blew my mind. Yeah, I had no idea. But, you know, I would also think there's a lot of it in the workplace. But what about, John, acceptable addictions? There's and, a lot of those. I mean, let, let, let's face it. Everywhere you have somebody on Nutrisystem, they're trying to break an acceptable addiction. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of those Dieting. guys. I love food. Oh, I do too. I mean, there isn't anything I won't eat. That's my problem. I love food. And I have an enormous, I mean, just, I, I have a ridiculous appetite, okay? Growing up, I, I actually won eating contests with ice cream you know it's just crazy and i I, you know it's really hard when you are addicted to that and you know you can have addictions with like gambling Mm -hmm. where you can throw your life away gambling you don't just go have fun um i mean you name it there's all sorts of addictions that i mean let's face it there's a gazillion addictions just pick one online porn yep right people you know go online Mm -hmm. you know I, i i think we live in such a society. Is it because we live in a society where it's so easy to survive that we just have too much time on our hands? It's such a society mm-hmm. of excess. Mm-hmm. Affluence. That, that Affluence so, does that. Yes. So you can be, well, and back to what he was saying, wealthy housewives. They have everything. Mm-hmm. What else do they need? Right. And so, you know, this is something. Yeah, I have an addiction to cars. Well, it's unhealthy. <laughs> Kind of is. But. Yeah, you know. Well, he, how about some other ones? What about this? Sports addictions. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. You can be addicted to sports to where it runs your life. Yeah, and runs your family. Yeah, you're correct, Andy. Yes. Any even very good things can become an addiction that wreck your life. Oh, no, I mean, I, in, in, again. Work addiction. Not all. Yeah, work can be. And, and I, I said cars a moment ago. I, I know guys um, that over the years were and if you're one of these, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be picking on anybody. I'm just using examples of things that I know. But I knew guys back and still do, Andy, that are addicted to racing. So, you know, they'll be at the track the every single time they possibly can to the point where every ounce of extra money they have, you know, and most of these guys are, are small time. They don't have big sponsors. So they're supporting themselves, supporting their car and so on. And every single thing that they do, every ounce of extra money they have goes to that particular sport in this case. And in turn, their family and a lot of other things suffer to the point where I've seen homes completely wrecked because of what I just said. That's not any different of an addiction than being an alcoholic. I agree. At the end of the day. Now, it seems more acceptable. Look, if it's, it, some, if it's something you can't stop doing and if it's wrecking your life, I think we can call it an addiction. Correct. Okay. Yes. Hey, take a step back here. I want you to draw a line for me. What is the difference between a great work ethic... And work addiction. Because we talked about it in the first hour, actually. Because so often what people would call work addiction is really just a great work ethic. Correct. 
because people are so lazy in America today. They think your life has to be in total balance and working all that overtime. No, 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 no. Working all that overtime, that's what we used to call work. Right. Okay. What is the difference between work addiction and a great work ethic? And, and this is a tough one. And, and I'll be honest, it's tough for me because, as you know, I'm I'm one of those guys that, you know, loves to work. I mean, I just right. – I, I, I get – I get a huge sense of not only accomplishment, but you know, I like I like building things. I like helping. I like helping people. All those different things, and typically, work if you do it correctly involves all of that. But I think it comes back to that balance. Do you have balance? Do you get to enjoy certain things in life? Can you make it to your kid's baseball game or football game or basketball game? Or can you see your, your daughter off to the prom and things along those lines? But, or are you so busy that you're just never home? But you have to make all of those things. No. And I mean, does it make you uncaring when you're putting bread on the table? Okay. No. When you're bringing home the bacon and, you know, you've got the kids who are upset and you've got the, you know, and... By the way, this happens to women and men equally. You know, it happens to women too. And you've got people judging you, especially in churches, by the way. Mm -hmm. They'll judge you in churches and say, you don't care about your family because you are too invested in work. Right. And I think that they are calling, basically treating a lot of what is a great work ethic as being imbalanced and work I addiction. I agree, Andy. No, I, I fully agree. I I mean, you I can't be, the, be available for everything. I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, raising all the kids that I did, I didn't make it to every ball game. I didn't make it to every school play and school recital. There were times where I had other things that were more pressing that I, as a, as a business owner, and at, at times I was the only one, I had to do those things. I didn't have any choice. Right, but isn't that kind of realism actually more healthy than the modern way of looking at that and saying... Um, that's unhealthy. The, the modern way of looking at that is saying that you're imbalanced because the family has to come first at all times. Now, wait a minute. The job pays for the family. Right. Okay. In my case, the business did. Right. So it had my to run. business, I put my family first right. by doing this. Right. Uh, it had to run. Otherwise, we didn't eat, Andy. Right. It was that simple. Now, there is a, such a thing as going too far and, you know, cutting your family completely out of Agree. your life. I get that. Agree. Obviously. But and I'm not saying to go that far. In fact, that's one of the things, you know, not putting a plug in for myself, but when I coach people, a lot yeah. of times when they come to me to be coached is because they're putting way too much time into the business. It's running them instead of them running the business. So right. One of the first things I try to help coach them on is, A, you know, just time management. How do you get the balance here? How do you still do everything you need to do and still make the money needed to make things work? And by the way, that's not an easy task. In a lot of cases, it does take another set of eyes coming in and looking at what's going on to help you with some of what's happening in your own life to make those adjustments necessary so that you have some of that quote-unquote balance back. But I will also tell you this. You know me. I have never once told any owner of mine to start sloughing. No, I want you to have balance so that you end up with extra time so that you can go do the things in life that you enjoy. Or if you want to go build another business on top of the one you have now, go for it. Have fun. Okay, now. Makes sense? Yes, absolutely. My next question. Am I being too harsh on the church? No. I think the church is actually hurting more than helping because the church has bought into the modern yep. ideal yep. of what what is real balance is to have this idealistic amount of time with family, this idealistic amount of time with fun. Sometimes this, it's an unrealistic. Yeah. By the, and by the way, and, and what I mean by that, let me. Let I mean, me, wait, 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 if you go really quick before you do. 
If you go back in time when men were shoved into boxes called factories for 14-hour days, were they being rotten family people no. or were they keeping their family alive? And what you just said I was going to I was going to dovetail into. Okay. I think what churches make mistakes on is they try to put everybody in the same box. And what I mean by that is somebody that maybe has done a little bit better in life and they've learned how to you know, handle things a little differently or they've had some successes in business and they've got the ability to have a little bit more time because they've got more people that are working for them versus them doing it all themselves. In other words, everybody's at a different stage in life. So as, as Christians and as churches, you cannot plug every family, every man into the same box saying, oh, you all have to be home X amount of time or you're not balanced. Right. You can't do that. Everybody's at a different stage in their life. And I will tell you right now, when I was younger and the kids were younger and I had to just sweat it out to make sure there was food on the table, Andy, I wasn't home a lot. Now, as the kids got older and they got into high school and there was a little bit more time, you know, did I have more time to spend with them at that point because that was 10, 12, 15 years later? Absolutely. But early on, I sure didn't. You know, here's, a, and here's another thing, John. There are those in the church, but even outside the church, just in life, who will look at that and say, yes, but if you had cut this back, say, 15% and had that 15% more of time with your kids, and that is somehow how it's going to work. So 15% less income, 15% more time with your kids or whatever. Hey, I got news for you guys. You're not in the real world. 15% less time on this would have had the business go under because it was that crucial for John to be there that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. or it's that crucial for that young lawyer if he wants to get to a partnership, which is going to dramatically benefit the family. Do you see yep. what I'm saying no, here? I, no, I, yeah, I don't so think no fully well what you're talking I, about. I think there are too many idealists in the church. I think there are too many idealists in the workplace. Forget the church. In the workplace, there are too many idealists. People don't like to be in the real world anymore in America because it's not happy. You're right. Producer Ann texted this, by the way, very spot on. Work, addition, work addiction, comma, work ethic versus your health and your family, it's complex. It's not an easy answer. And by the way, folks, it isn't. And again, it's one of those not things one that— Not one size fits all. No, it's one thing as a coach that I try to really do help my clients through on how do you balance— all of these things out so that at the end of the day, you're in control, you're in charge, and you're doing the things necessary to make things work. But every business, every person out there, Andy, has to go through different stages, much to your point a moment ago, whereby you may be putting in more time today to build up what you have so that four or five years from now, you're not. Right. You have that freedom at that point. You know what? I will say this, though. Another imbalance, the other way that a lot of younger couples have is that... They want to have all the things, the stuff. Well, they want everything their folks have. Right. Right and now. It doesn't work that way. And because of that, they work themselves in, into the ground that, and don't that, have a good family right. life. I would think that that imbalance is an addiction. Because what they're really addicted to is stuff. Things. That's right. Things. That's right. No, you're right. Good, good, good conversation, by the way. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Golden Eagle Financial, speaking of all of this. And how do you get there? How do you right. stay there? Al Smith, by the way, can help you with a lot of these things that Andy's even talking about when it comes to balance. And are you putting enough money away to get to retirement? When you get there, how does that look? Are you going to retire? I don't plan on retiring. I'll probably work till I go to the grave. But, you know, can you do the things that you want to do in life versus life having you do the things it wants? That's the whole difference here. And that's what Al Smith can help you with at Golden Eagle Financial. KLZRadio.com, 303-744-1128. While you can't avoid every risk, 
you can create a plan to make losses less likely with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. As you approach retirement, you are less tolerant of market risk because you can't afford to lose money to market volatility. When you reach retirement, you no longer have income to replace what you may lose. Your nest egg is your income because you are no longer employed and usually don't have a consistent cash flow. When you have concerns about the safety of your nest egg due to market volatility, Al Smith and Golden Eagle Financial can help you with strategies that will minimize your risk. In or near retirement, you no longer have the time you did when you were younger to replace what you may lose due to market volatility. Protect the investment of your time and preserve your money with retirement planning from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Connect with Al today at klzradio.com slash money, or you can call Al at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Okay, in our home transitions, call the ladies today, and you get two ladies for the price of one, two realtors, I should say, for the price of one. And it is not only just hands-on service, but helping you through the entire process and in a lot of ways helping you with the decision making process 720-437-8210 with k and r home transitions you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors with each of them having different areas of expertise they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast after all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com home. Again, that's klzradio.com home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. All right, Save the Storks, where we're trying to help them raise money for a stork bus here in Colorado. And through that, we can save babies' lives. That's what this is all about. Savethestorks.com. My birth mother recently told me that she drove two hours to a clinic to abort me. But when she arrived for her appointment, she changed her mind and instead found an adoption attorney. My name is Diane Ferraro, and I'm the CEO at Save the Storks. I need you to join me in our mission to help us give women in Colorado the chance to choose life for their babies. We need you to give generously and help us get a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here. Some of you own a business or lead a group and your donation of $1,000 or more would save dozens of babies when the mother sees that ultrasound for the first time. Please visit SaveTheStorks.com and donate today. All right, Extreme Auto Repair, we heard from Sean earlier at the 3 o'clock hour. They've got tires. They've got plenty of them available, some in stock. If you need them, they are all at their cost. 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. 
You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem-solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, Andy, and Charlie, where a lot of you, by the way, texting in. Appreciate it very much. And What are they saying? Agreeing. I don't think anybody that I've... I haven't seen a texter yet that disagrees with what we're saying. And this is a hard topic, and it's not... A universal answer. You cannot go to just any person out there and say, yep, you should only work X. That's part of the problem we have today with these current, quote, generations, plural, of workers. Where did the 40-hour week work, you know, where did the 40-hour work week come from? Henry Ford, by the way. Prior to that, it didn't exist. He created that. So until that point, throughout all of history, man was more evil? Yeah, I guess so. It doesn't make any sense, John. You're you're correct. It doesn't. And Henry Ford's position was, well, if they only worked eight hours a day and I could get more productivity. And we, we all know the history. I don't have to go into all the details of that, fine. but that's where it started from. That's, that's a workplace model. If you want to design one, go for it. That's right. fine. But to call that the morality, the correct morality of people, and that really is how it's defined these days. You can go into churches today. I know I keep picking on the church. I can't help it. You and yeah, I are Christians. That's where it came from. My degree is in the ministry. I mm-hmm. mean, come on. You know, I have seen people, especially men, get judged because of the amount of time they spent with work. And these guys are killing themselves trying to get their family out of debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know what they always hear? Because they'll say, well, I'm trying to get us out of debt so that we'll finally have more time and be able to. And they're always told, you'll never get off that treadmill. wheel. you never get off that treadmill. Well, you know what? They're wrong. You do get off that treadmill. You actually get to a better financial place, and you do get to relax more mm-hmm. unless the two of you want to explore other things and do other things. What's wrong with that? Nothing. And I'm, you know, I myself am... I guess living proof of a lot of things that we're talking about. Have I worked hard my entire life? Yes, I was raised that way. I'm very thankful to my father, especially my mom, for raising me in a way to where I knew how to work, you know, a solid day for a solid day's wage. I was taught that from a very early age, Andy, and I'm very thankful for that. I've applied that. I've done that. I think, for the most part, not patting myself on the back because I've had my moments of failures along the way as well. For the most part, I've, I think, balanced that work life out pretty well to where. You know, I let's face it. I you know, I I, I did some 
things correctly. I, you know, had some businesses. I've sold some businesses. I've had other businesses. And I got to the point where when I started, you know, on air here at KLZ in 2013, I was at a place where I had everything running in such a way that I could take three hours out of the day plus the prep time right. to actually come down and do this show because I was, I guess you could say, semi-retired, I could actually do what I wanted to do each day, not what somebody else wanted me to do that day. To me, that's retirement. Right. Doing what you want to do, not what someone else wants. Doesn't mean you stop working. You just do what you want to do versus what somebody else wants you to do. That's retirement to me. Right. But you did all the have-tos before you got to the want-to. You have to. You have there, a choice. Yeah, but there are so many people who will say, but take a leap of faith and just jump right to the want-to. You can't. Because that, then you'll be happiest, and then it'll it'll produce the most. It doesn't work and it's that just way. Like, you can't put the why? cart. You can't put the cart before the horse. No. You know, like I said in the first hour, something that this generation, plural, there's there's more than one, don't understand. There's that old saying, and it's a very true law of life. Doesn't matter Christian, unChristian, you could work for the devil. It doesn't make any difference. There's the old saying: you can either pay now and play later, or play now. And pay later. But no matter what, Andy, you have to pay. Yes. It's just a matter of when do you want to do it. Right. I prefer to pay on the front side because it's always cheapest. The paying on the front side is always cheaper than paying on the back side. It's just the way life works. So I want to pay on the front side. And I did. It's just not realistic to say, to demonize work and say, all this work is really taking from your real life. You know what that is? The, the lack of realization there. I'm sorry, but it's like conscience, voting your conscience. Well, and biblically speaking... It doesn't make sense. Biblically speaking, all that's wrong, because everybody forgets that Adam was tilling the soil in yes. a different way, but he was tilling the soil before the fall of man ever happened. Yeah. Everybody forgets that. By the way, it wasn't Eve tilling the soil, it was him. It's not work. Work isn't a curse. Work is not a bad thing. Work is a good thing. What do you think God did when he created everything? He worked six days, the seventh day he rested, right? Isn't that what scripture says, Andy? Yes. Key word. He worked. Yeah. So we're going to follow in his footsteps and keep doing the same thing. Myself, Andy, and Charlie signing off. If you missed the first hour, catch it next. Otherwise, we'll be back tomorrow for Health and Wellness Wednesday. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thank you.